Welcome to Look Behind the Look, the new podcast that examines iconic looks in film, television, music, and fashion history. I'm your host, Tiffany Bartok. Whether you're promoting a new product, special event, film premiere, or advertising your brand, Presentation Folder has you covered with their custom posters and signs to showcase your message and design in a beautiful way. Their custom posters and signs are printed full color, are great for short-run projects, and utilize the highest quality UV inks developed from their latest digital printing press. Order your custom posters or signs directly online at presentationfolder.com and save 15% on your next order when you use promo code TIFFANY15 at checkout. Bring your print to life the PFI way. Hey everybody, I'm hoping you had a great Valentine's Day and that you're not having too much of a chocolate hangover. I have been snowbound and I'm diving into Norma Kamali's book. Do you have it yet? I'm planning on the ways that I can look like her at 72. I saw an interview with her that told me to mash up blueberries and walnuts and eat that. So, thinking about that as step one. Today on the show is Mario Dedovanovic, and I know you're very excited to hear from him. I have to tell you, something makes me so emotional when I'm around Mario. It's like, I know everyone feels that way, but it's it's like he's a matinee idol from old-timey Hollywood. It's really funny. I get shy and nervous in the whole thing. I know that he has that effect on everyone, and I talk about it in this episode actually with him, but I'm also bringing it up here. In Mario, I feel so strongly that earnest desire to be the best in his artistry. I can feel his perfectionism and the pressure that he puts on himself, but I also see the pure joy that he brings so many others through his extraordinary talents. I only found out about Mario through another makeup artist I know, Kemi, and I am forever grateful that she demanded that I learn about him because I have loved getting to know him and watching his success. I respect his work greatly, and he is a glowing light of creativity and positivity in the world of beauty. I strongly encourage you to read an amazing article in The New Yorker by Rachel Syme, and you'll learn so much about Mario there, all about his family and his origin story, so to speak. His story is absolutely beautiful, and I know a lot of you watching already know that story, so I didn't go back over it in our interview. So here, we're just exclusively taking a look behind the look at the Met Gala wet look. Don't forget that you can see all these looks that we're talking about on the YouTube channel, so head there if you want to. But I'm here with Mario, and um, we were talking just a little bit before, so I don't know. I'll just jump right in and tell everybody. I'll have already introduced you with your prolific bio before uh, the Uh-oh. listeners get here. But um, here thank we you. are, and I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk to me, Mario. I know how busy you are. And how, how is everything going with the line? Um, well, first of all, thank you for having oh, me. Um, everything is going great, you know, you know, despite the you know challenges of launching in a pandemic, we launched about three and a half months ago now. So everything is going great, you know, I'm just trying to keep up and I'm trying to adjust to this new life and role, I guess you could say, uh, which has been quite challenging, but also, of course, rewarding. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I know you and um I, I know that COVID affected you greatly and I've heard you talk about, you know, how, you know, you don't do well with the isolation and stuff. So are you, no. <laughs> so, um, 
so uh, so I'm sure staying busy and you know launching the line helped a little bit with that and to feel like productive and to feel active and yes in in that sense yeah it kind of forced me to um, you know to stay busy and to create and to keep going every day and to have a purpose you know yes. because it was hard especially those early months of like March April May June that was like really tough yeah. and that was actually when we you know when we were slated to I remember I think it was like in February we had, we had just gotten like two additional office spaces and we were slated to start hiring all the team members and then of course you know COVID struck and um, so yeah kind of changed everything and then we were all just stuck at home and you know delayed so many things and so but we got through it you know was there ever a, a thought to wait did you examine um, that I mean, I'm sure we, yeah, there were conversations. I mean, actually, we were slated to launch, I think, a month prior to when we okay. actually did. Um, so we did have to wind up pushing it um, about a month or a month and a week or so, and it landed on my birthday on October 1st. So that was pretty cool. Oh, know. my God, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it was a really great idea to, to still forge ahead because everybody was just craving that, you know, just craving something new and beautiful, and, and that's yes. both of your things. So I'm so proud <laughs> of you. I, I um, just Thank you. So people know. So I, I want to tell the story of Mario um, from my point of view is how I came to you was through somebody when I was making the Kevin documentary, someone was yes. like, you have to talk to Mario. You have to talk to Mario. And I said, really? Really? Okay. I mean, I know he's a great makeup artist, but we're not talking to makeup artists really for the movie. And, you know, we just wanted to be like all about Kevin. And, you know, and they were yeah. like, and she was 19 at the time. She's on our set every day. And she was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Kevin really influenced Mario. And like, I'm like, right, yeah, he influenced lots of people, you know. And, and she was like, no, you don't understand. And, and him talking about his influence, it would reach so many people. And I was like, really? Yes, because he feels it so deeply okay okay and Troy and I talked about it and we we're like yes 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 let's interview Mario and the interview that you gave us just blew our minds there wasn't a dry eye in the in the set and we we oh my god I remember that yeah it was so yeah. beautiful I can remember just hugging you afterwards and really feeling how much Kevin influenced you and I remember you telling stories it was in the movie for a really long time actually until people were like if it's not an hour and a half we can't distribute this and I was like oh I was like cutting all of the stuff and uh -huh. it was such precious footage of you talking about how you would read his books growing up and and how you would long to meet him and I just I want to thank you for expressing all of that and for really paying homage to him in the film because everyone was they still tell me all the time I can't believe he paid respect to the person that he learned from because so many artists don't do that and yeah no of course it was such an honor to be even asked to be in that film are you kidding oh me like who am I yeah um so yeah that was that was very special yes it was and and I know you assisted Billy B I talked to him like um last last week so and he had such oh, amazing cool. things to say about you do you remember any of your time with Billy B do you I mean, of, of course, course you remember it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I remember every time. It's so funny. I, I actually, the, those are like the years. My assisting years are the probably the only times where I, like I really legitimately remember everything. Really, I was like so. I was so focused. At, oh yeah, I was so focused and so wanting to do well and wanting to learn during those years. So I remember it all. I mean, these were people I looked up to, my idols. So of course, how did you? Um, how did you find yourself working with them? Did you just write them? 
Um, so it just it happened in different ways. Like the first time I assisted was um, when I was seventeen, and um, this photographer Fadil Barisha in New York. He's like a celebrity, um, a celebrity f- uh, photographer and beauty photographer. And I first assisted my first person, Isabel Perez, um, through him because she was working with him in his studio. And so she took me in and kind of helped me to build my first kit, like my first legitimate kit, you know, like took me to Alcone, helped me buy all the foundation shades and the powders. And um, and Isabel actually came from Fran Cooper. So she was Fran Cooper's oh, okay. assistant for many years. So, you know, it's that aesthetic and that type of sort of celebrity makeup, glam makeup that I loved. And so I learned so much from Isabel, um, assisted her for a while. And then after that, I, I started going into more of the agencies around New York, trying to get more into the fashion um, you know, the fashion scene as an assistant. And I did that eventually, you know, um, started working with Kabuki um, for about a couple of years. And um, yeah, that's kind of how it started. But with Billy in particular, I think it was actually an email. I emailed him myself. And I just remember getting home one night. It was like midnight when I got home and I got an email back from him, I believe. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God. Um, And yeah, we started working together. I think the first thing we did was... um, probably the it was a French French magazine he used to do all these editorials and covers for French magazine and you know with all the models so that was like something that we did Billy and then um, you know with Kabuki we did everything you know Italian Vogue and beauty massive beauty campaigns and fashion campaigns it was like really big stuff I was doing with him uh, which was incredible to be exposed to that stuff in my early 20s what what's one thing that you can remember as an assistant that you apply to when you have an assistant do you still do you do you remember something? Yeah. You know, it's a little different now, I have to say. Um, we're talking like 20 years ago, so I, it it's quite different now. I feel like I don't expect as much from my assistants as mm. uh, I guess they expected from me mm. um, back in the day. It's just a different world, you know. I remember back when I was an assistant, like with Kabuki, like he never he never took his phone out. I mean, not, we would be on the 12 hour set, like 12 hour day. Not once did he look at his phone. And so I was sort of trained that way too, you know, like that was so inappropriate, you know, but now it's different. Like, you know, I do check my phone throughout the day when I'm working and my assistants do too, because sometimes they have to answer emails on my behalf or so things like that are different. But in terms of um, just the quietness, I was very quiet. I was very, um, you know, intuitive. I would, I would try to be a step ahead always, always be out of the way when I was an assistant. So I do expect things like that uh, from my current assistants. Yes, yes, yes. In watching you grow, so that this is how, so then I met you and I was blown away. And then I was like, I am, I'm president of the Mario fan club. I'm, oh. I've been watching you grow and I've just been so proud of everything that you've done and so, so sincerely, I feel so full when I see your successes and I've asked myself why, right? Why do I feel this big connection and why do I feel so happy for you? And there's something about you that is so vulnerable, even though you're so shy and, and you're, you're really not introverted, but would you call yourself introverted? Not, kind of. not really, but Something, yeah, you're shy. A little bit. You're shy. Yeah. You're soft-spoken. That's a better better yeah. word. But um, you know, and you're not like a um, you're not lo- like a huge self promoter. I feel like the things that you promote are like the beauty of life and the beauty of. I always can remember in the early days when you would share like how much you would love 
people you'd see people like enjoying a text privately or something like this like the things about life really 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 you appreciate and I've always appreciated that about you and so to see you grow has been like seeing like you know the 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 sweetheart in in high school you know like reach to success that's what it feels like you know and how does it feel to you like and and you work with your family so how does it feel to watch your family grow and and really experience it? Are you taking it in? Are you able to pause and yeah. take it in? Yeah. Well, I don't work with my family really anymore. Oh, okay. Um, not not for the brand, okay. um, but you know, for the master class I did, I worked with my yes, sister and yes. my family used to help out. Um, that was incredible. You know, unfortunately, because of COVID, we I haven't been able to have a master class in pretty much a year now. Yeah. Um, but I'm really eager to get back to it. But um, for the brand, um, I actually don't work with my family. It's all, you know, people from the, you know, corporate and beauty world. Ah. Um, yeah. Um, but I do, I do miss them. I do miss them. And, um, you know, but your question was, do I ever take it all in? Yes. There have been times, though, where I, I didn't, right? Mm-hmm. There was, like, some incredible years in my career that I was just going and going and going and going. And I had these moments where... I had to be reminded sometimes to like take it all in and realize like what was happening because when you're just going and you're thinking about the next day or the next week, you know, you forget like you're just like kind of this machine and you're just going and going and going. And so, yeah, it's so important to stop and, and, and take it all in. I think now um, with my brand, especially since launch, I, I very often do that, um, you know, because this is such a different thing for me. It's such a new um, role and such a new experience that I, you know, how could you not? And for the first time in my life, I think also I'm, I have like a routine, right? I'm in the office from Monday through Friday and, um, and I have weekends off, which I've never had in my entire, since I was 12. I've been, I've been, yeah. I've been working on Saturday and Sunday since I was 12 I'm years sure, old. So, I'm sure. You know, and traveling. And so for the first time, it's like, I have weekends off and I have a routine and I, can go to the gym like three four days a week and so that that part is really incredible and I think that helps me a little bit to really like take everything in and and oftentimes I'll just be like looking around I'm like how did this happen you know like how did this happen to me um and just feeling you know grateful of course for everything I mean I can see how it happened you you pay respect to how where you come from you pay respect you 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 are sincere always I feel and you know you know what's important and do you ever get scared what what makes you scared about uh you know feeling things so intensely like that do you ever get scared about it going away I mean I'm sure COVID brought a lot of that up because you get to be so introspective and stop of course you get scared (laughs) you know Uh, I'm human you always get scared but um it's something I actually think about often, you know, um, and I and I did think about that in the past too. I always feel like I tried to plan for the future ahead of time, mm-hmm. um, you know. During the during COVID, especially during that lockdown period, yeah. um, I lived in a lot. I lived in fear. I mean, it was bad. I just fearing that everything was going to go away. That my whole everything, I would lose everything. You know, that um, after investing everything into this brand, that I possibly like everything would just kind of you know, be finished and and I would have to start literally all over again. Um, So yeah, I do, I have had those moments, um, but I try not to, I try not to think like that um, and live like that because, you know, that's sort of, you're then manifesting that. And so I try to be very conscious of thinking positive, 
um, looking, you know, looking to the future and, and, and hoping for and dreaming for positive things and, and good things. And so, you know, that's kind of how I go about that. Yeah, it's really true about the manifesting and, and, and putting it out. I know you believe in that, um, you know, wholeheartedly, and I 100% do as well. I think that, you know, it's really hard when we talk about, like, we want to be honest about where we are, right? And we want to say, like, I'm not doing well guys I'm I'm not great you know this fell apart and there's a fine line between getting honest with yourself and then projecting that and staying in there and and um, you know it's you have to acknowledge the crumble and then uh, sort of move past it but how do you move past it do you meditate and do you do you I, you know, I just started getting into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. I mean, literally I do it for like, for like 20 seconds mm-hmm. just cause I'm, I'm impatient, but I try, <laughs> you know, I feel like that, I feel like that little 20 seconds helps. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, I, I meditate, I, um, I meditate and I, um, I don't know, I'm a dreamer. I'm always sort of dreaming or daydreaming or manifesting and, um, I like my alone time and that's sort of when I do, um, all of that stuff, you know, but even here in the office I have... My, my different crystals and they're right by the window and so whenever I'm feeling down or if I'm you know feeling like something is not happening the way I want it to I'll just take a moment and grab my crystal and you know manifest into it that's beautiful I'm the same way I love that um, so so for this podcast we talk a little bit about like a specific look and when I was talking to Fonda I was like oh yeah tell him to pick a look that he wants to talk about and she was like, okay, okay, I'll get you to look. And then I heard from you and you were like, wait a minute, I can't pick a look. And I'm like, I know, yeah. there's so many. So then I, of course, went on the World Wide Web and I was like, what look should we talk about? You know, um, there's so many iconic looks. Obviously, you're so much more than Kim Kardashian's makeup artist. You know, I know that's like the easy way to brand it all in like a shorthand. But, um, you know, there's so many beautiful looks with Kim, but also with like so many other people and you've done so much. Yeah. But um, we picked the Met Ball, and that is one that's well-documented, um, the wet look yes. with Mugler. And um, it's well-documented, so everybody can check out, like, the Vogue video that's behind the scenes and all that. And I, working with Mr. Pearl must have been just, like, epic. Um, Incredible. But to create the wet look, um, I know you have a product breakdown of, of the things that you use, but I wanted to ask you about the collaboration process and like the part that you played in it and Chris and and every what who came up with the concept first and how did you develop it together yeah um, I would say it started with Manfred obviously mm-hmm. um, Mugler he you know he came up with the initial concept and you know he's very hands-on with hair and makeup I mean he even sketched the makeup and hair and everything um, I didn't wind up doing you know the the makeup that he particularly sketched uh, because with Kim in particular you know she she knows what she likes I know what she likes um, you know but with this particular situation it was um i actually was started planning this look probably like two three months before like started thinking about it um because right it's this whole wet theme but kim likes to be matte ah. and so 
you know. So how do you how do you translate this wet look and still giving her her matte you know finish that she likes? And so I started to think about that and sort of the shape of the eye and where I'm going to place you know the wet effects on the on the skin or on the eyes. And um, yeah, so I started thinking about it like two or three months beforehand. And as the days approached, I started to get more crazy and like you know really trying to figure it out. I remember you know in my house you know for the for the shine or the wet on the eyes like I just remember. Um, testing out all these different products and like little different sizes of glitters and stuff, and then I'd go outside on my terrace um, to mimic the the daylight from you know the time of the Met Gala. So I'd go out like at three p.m. and I'd go out at seven p.m. like to see you know how the you know and then I'd take photos and videos of the hand moving or the eyes to see like where it's going to shine the best or when she lifts her head it's going to grab you know and so it was a lot. It was a lot of prep that goes into that. Um, I think I showed her, I remember showing her um, the look I was thinking of. I think it was only like a couple of days before. Um, oh, my and God. And she loved it. Yeah, she loved it. When, and did, then, when um, did she find know. out? When do you find out that, that this is the gig? What is it five months ahead? How far ahead is it? Um, what do you mean that this is the gig? Meaning like the look you're going to the You're going to the Met Ball. Start thinking about what you want to do. For- oh, I think it was month. I think it was months in advance for the Matt Gal. It's months in yeah. advance because the the dress starts to be designed. Probably the like dress a year first, in right? Okay. Yes. Yes. The dress. It's like the theme, and then the dress. Yep. Theme, um, and then. And then, yeah, and then you start to you know to think about the hair and the makeup and all that. Yes, yes, stuff. yes. So you showed it to her like a couple of days before. I yeah. Uh, if I could recall correctly, <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't that long before, but I showed it to her. Um, what I was thinking and she loved it and sort of you know came out pretty similar of course everything changes a little bit when you're there in person Um, I remember it was intense I mean we I think we had allotted like seven hours for glam that day but of course you know we didn't take we don't take the full seven hours because there's so many things happening and then I remember we left and we came back um, and then at the last minute, of course, it's like a rush, like to get, you know, to get the final touches in. Oh, but on exciting. top of that, we had, we had the whole Vogue crew there on top of that. So there was cameras uh. and microphones and like hair and makeup and PR and all this stuff going on. So it gets quite intense, but that feeling, um, and that pressure of such a big red carpet like that. Um, I love that feeling. Oh it's, it's, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love, I love working under pressure like that. Then do you, do you get to see it from, how do you watch the reveal of it where are you when it's revealed so we go typically um, we go in this big van um and we go with her and we do our last touch-ups before she walks on because glam teams are not allowed on the red carpet and so um we do the last touch-up right before she walks in and then it's like we just start scrolling on instagram and then it's like i remember I remember the first image that popped up, we just started screaming because you get nervous because it's like everyone is anticipating it and everyone's like, you know, someone like Kim who has millions of fans around the world. I mean, they are all waiting, you know, and uh, yeah. And so uh, just, you know, there were some there were certain images that were just so breathtaking, you know, like when she had her uh, head tilted up slightly. And then just the way the light would like, there would be like a glow here and then going directly onto the lids and directly onto the cheek here and then on the lip. I mean, it would just look like a painting, some of them, you know, it was so beautiful. So Chris and I, I just remember we're over the moon. We were like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. How did you get it to stay? How it was, if it was wet? Oh, honey, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, layers and layers. Um, it was still quite matte, you know, so it was a matte, you know, her makeup stays really good. Uh, it's like, a, you know, sort of thin layers that are sort of pressed on really good and then sort of set. 
Um, but yeah, nothing. She's so good with makeup. Nothing really moves yeah. usually on her. She's very careful with her makeup. Sure, and um, everybody around her, it's like a, a bubble, right? Like I would. Be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would. But it, you know. It wasn't really, I didn't put too many wet, actual wet products on, oh. you know, so I kind of used, I used different textures and stuff um, to mimic uh, more of a wet glistening effect, but it was sort of like sparkles and a little bit of glitters and things like that, that were sort of giving that effect when she moved. I didn't think about that with the, the size of the glitters, you know, there are, there are so many to choose from. Um, so, so you probably used the finest, right? Well, I use several different sizes, ah. and actually, and actually, a couple of different colors as well, just so that they kind of, um, when the light hits it or when you move, um, it catches the light more beautifully, and, and sort of the different sizes sort of sparkled, uh, the different little sparkles. You know what I mean? As opposed to using one size, then it would be sort of the same uh, sparkle. Mm -hmm. But if you use different sizes, they kind of work together and dance around the lids. Okay, okay, okay. I yeah. tell you, I if if glitter ever becomes a trend again, I'm gonna kill myself. I swear. <laughs> I want it to just be on like complete icons like it is now because if it ever comes back, do you remember it being, I mean, I'm sure it still is for you in every, in your food, everywhere. in your cereal. It's everywhere. Oh my God. It gets everywhere. Yeah. But I didn't put that much on. It was just a tiny bit on the, in the center of the lids. Yes. Um, and you know, I mixed it, but so, you know, so that it wasn't like loose glitter. Yeah. It stayed, it all stayed put. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember the Tony and Tina days. It was like, I, I had <laughs> tubes of it everywhere. Um, so, so when something like that is, when it, when it happens, right, it's over. Do you feel like a letdown, um, a, or are you right, ready on to the next thing? I mean, after everybody is receiving it and it goes over, it, this look went over very well, obviously, you yeah. know, everyone loved it. I mean, do you think about, um what's next right away do you take time to decompress well, what, what happens it, to you as an artist it's no like we don't have time like we didn't have time yeah. there were so many things i mean i think she had you know right after then she had another look from uh, manfred mugler who you know did this whole other look that was share inspired and then the next day we had other stuff but like the effects of that last for months you know because that was just like the first day right right but then what happens then in the social media world in the youtube world is then then the recreations start coming uh -huh. in of like people because you of know course. these young girls around young girls and boys around the world they get inspired and so it's a, it's something new and they get inspired and then that was overwhelming too like in a good way yeah. you know what i mean like i think that was probably one of my most one of my most recreated ever. I mean, I just remember going onto YouTube and Instagram, it was just nonstop, nonstop, day in and day out, just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of recreations, um, which is such a, you know, such a cool feeling to see that and to know that you inspired people like that, you know? Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that people draw it. And yeah. then do people send you like, uh, do they draw your looks and send them to you? I always wondered that. <laughs> they do, yeah. yeah. Oh. They do actually, I have one right Oh, here. you do? Um, I have so many of these. And but yeah, there's people. People do it all the time. Oh, that's beautiful. you know they they draw they draw different different looks of theirs or they draw like you know the face or the yeah. you know really cute stuff like that. Yeah, they always post stuff on Instagram. It's really fun. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, so so what is what's happening right now in your world, Mario? Like what what is what is happening? <laughs> so much. <laughs> uh, what is happening? Um, you know. <laughs> what is <laughs> adjusting? Next? Um, just, I'm here in the office, you know, like the brand really consumes my life now. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so much going on. Do you, you know, feel like we, grown up? Do you feel, you know, like, 
a different... I, I wouldn't say grown up. I feel like an old man for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, this process has definitely aged me by at least 10 years. Um, just because of the amount of sheer amount of, of things I have to learn sure. every single day that I just had no idea about. Um, and I learn. I learn so much from all the team members and the executives and everything like that. But um, so that's pretty much what I do every day. I mean, there's so much planning that goes into like, you know, right now we're planning 20, you know, 2022 and, yep. you know, catching up on, you know, the amount of assets that you need when you're in a brand. It's like just for social media alone, you're talking like over 60 assets a month. And so those all have to be produced and executed. And so, um, you know, we're playing catch up with that because we couldn't do so much because of COVID. Um, right. And so, you know, it was bad. And, um, and so that's pretty much what I do all day. It's like, I'm in meetings back to back. It's like product development meeting, and then we're in a marketing meeting, and then we're in a creative meeting. And then, um, you know, then there's the retailer end of everything, which is a big monster in and of itself. And then, so that's pretty much what I'm doing all day. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so it's different. Like I don't have so it's different. So different. Because I, I used to be, I used to travel a lot and I used to be, you know, on set every day and every day was a different thing, you know, masterclass, lots of brand deals that I did and all these types of things, my clients. Um, and now it's like, I haven't been on an airplane since, since the Oscars, I think in February, um, since the Oscars. So I haven't been in an airplane in one year. I went from taking several hundred flights a year to zero. Right. That part I have to say, I I don't mind as much. I kind of like wanted a little break, to be honest with you. Um, I was getting burnt out. Yeah. A little bit, just physically. Of you know what I mean? Like the, the travel was taxing um, on my body, on my mind. And so I was, uh, I did, I was looking forward to traveling a little less, mm-hmm. you know, w- w- knowing that the brand was coming, that I was going to have a little time to sort of not travel so much, focus on the brand. And so, but, but I didn't expect it to be this intense where it's like, you don't want to travel. Okay. Watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not going to travel at Ever all. Again. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, um, but no, so that's pretty much what I do every day. Um, you know, I am, I am going to get back into, you know, the industry a little bit, meaning in terms of like doing my clients again here and there, probably not as full time as I was right. before because I have to be here for the brand. Um, but I do, I miss it. I'm a makeup artist at heart, yeah. you know? And so if I go too long, too long or too many days without doing makeup, like it's not good for me. I, I need to like, you know, when I'm doing makeup, it's the only time when I'm a hundred percent truly focused and in the zone mm. and nothing else in the world matters to me you know so that's your meditation so when you take that away it's it's tough yes it's very taxing on you yes. yeah and that was another reason why covid was really tough of course. because of the lack of doing makeup yeah of course did you find yourself drawing at all no i found myself like um you know trying like up on my rooftop or like on the on the terrace like doing gardening work and mm. um anything that has to do with like earth or just beautifying stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean like trying to redo the you know the plants and the, and the flowers and on all that kind of stuff anything i could basically just to kind of keep busy um i like to like transform things and, and change things around so i was doing that as well as of course you know dealing with the brand stuff every day, um, but via Zoom at that time mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. with all the different sort of departments. Um, yeah. What was that like to when the brand, when you decided that you'd be like the face of the brand? Did that feel so crazy to you? Like, because usually, you know, we've made a shift in the beauty industry, right? You know, it's like, Oh, it was always a, a model, a spokesmodel, a person. And then, you know, it's your name and you're the face and you're, I mean, like, I'm just like getting my groceries and you're everywhere. Right. I mean, does that, did that feel good or did it, did it surprise well, you? Well, that wasn't actually, that wasn't my um, idea. I, 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 I actually didn't, 
yeah, I didn't want to do that. Um, the, the support. I understand. Uh, was yeah. A, was was adamant about that um, that I be sort of in the windows and I be on the gondola and all that stuff. Um, and so I was like, okay, you know, here we go. Um, just going, <laughs> go, yeah, going along with it all. But you know, I yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but that was you know, it is. I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I'm I'm humbled about it. Um, the fact that they would even want me up there that, you know what I mean? It's just crazy to me, but, um, it was fun. You know what I mean? Um, it, it is called makeup and Mario, you know, yeah. I kind of toyed with, I toyed with a lot of different names over the years, like not thinking it was going to be Mario ah. or makeup and Mario. Cause that was sort of like my Instagram name that I had started that almost 20 years yeah. ago. Uh, that was like my first website, like back when the web started. <laughs> um, and, um, so I never imagined it would be makeup by Mario, um, but after, you know, after meetings with like sort of creative and all that, then everyone was just like, it's got to be makeup by Mario. Aww. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I, yeah. I it makes me so happy. And, and I, I can see the sincere smile in your face in the pictures. And I just, I really feel like you're stepping into what you were supposed to always be. And you are, I'm so happy for you. Truly, truly, truly. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. I, um, I want to encourage everybody to read the New Yorker article about you. It was so beautiful. And, um, you know, to learn more about you and your whole origin story, because it is a beautiful story. And oh, I'm so you. appreciative that you took the time to talk to me today, Mario. Oh, my God. My pleasure. Yes. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for listening, you guys. I always love talking to Mario, and I know you always love listening to him. I hope you enjoyed it, too. Next week is the Golden Globes, and I don't know what that's going to look like at all, but anything is possible, I guess. I know I'll be tuning in for sure to see what it even is. In honor of awards shows, my guest is going to be Patty Dubroff. And we are going to be talking about Margot Robbie's looks for the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood press tour. I learned so much about this whole thing. There's so much. uh, Talking to Patty is a gift, of course, and you're going to hear amazing things uh, in our interview. But I really didn't didn't understand all the ins and outs of the press tour. And she's going to share all about that. And you're going to love it. So make sure that you're subscribed and I'll see you next time. Look Behind the Look is a Vinyl Foot production written by me, your host, Tiffany Bartok, produced by Jace Bartok, and produced and edited by Kelly Riley, with audio engineering by Nicole Tucker. If you're interested in learning more, find our video version on the YouTube channel Look Behind the Look podcast. There you can see rare photos and clips from our guests. And please follow us on Twitter at Look Behind Pod and Instagram at Look Behind the Look. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell your friends and spread the word. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Thanks for listening to Look Behind the Look.